passion for excellence, compassion for people. It's in this spirit that we are proud to present Aspirus Health Talk with your host, Melanie Cole. Depression during pregnancy can be a very difficult and sensitive subject. Statistics from the American College of Obstetrician and Gynecologists suggest that between 14 and 23 percent of women may suffer from some form of depression during pregnancy. My guest today is Dr. Stephen Bergen. He's an obstetrician gynecologist with Aspirus Health System. Welcome to the show, Dr. Bergen. Tell us a little bit about depression in women that are pregnant because pregnancy itself is exciting and scary, but what's going on if women are becoming depressed as well? Well, in the uh, previously cited uh, statistic uh, from the American College of Obstetricians and Gynecologists, uh, it's very evident that this uh, condition is uh, quite common. Unfortunately, most of the time it may be missed. And uh, according to the general statistics, uh, the incidence of minor depression, which we are usually uh, dealing with can occur in well over 30% of uh, women uh, during a lifetime. And, of course, during pregnancy, uh, even though they are supposed to be uh, happy, uh, euphoric, if you will, uh, many times if one is really listening and one is really looking at the patient as a whole, uh, one can identify underlying uh, factors that put that patient at particular risk. Dr. Bergen, just as women sometimes mistake their symptoms of heart disease for stress and things, depression in a woman, as you say, can be easily missed because so many of those symptoms can mimic pregnancy, ups and downs, hormonal changes. So how do you catch it? What are we supposed to look for? Well, basically, I'd have to say that uh, when you encounter an individual who's pregnant, it's not a bad idea, uh, first of all, to find out whether there's been a previous episode of a depression in the past, uh, also to look to see whether there are any other chronic illnesses in the background, and really when you talk to the patient to see whether or not uh, their responses are somewhat overreactive uh, to questions posed regarding their health or how they generally rate their health overall. Individuals who are depressed uh, typically... Uh, give a much more pessimistic outlook about their overall health. Hmm, that's an interesting thought, that they can be a little bit more pessimistic. Do they seem more scared about bad things happening during their pregnancy? It's interesting that you pose that question, because in the first pregnancy, uh, not so much. In the second pregnancy, uh, the realities of what they encountered in the first uh, uh, make them uh, take uh, a step back and to become more critical, critically analytic of what their situation uh, is. Do we know, besides just maybe general cause, do we know if hormones and our raging pregnancy hormones are involved in this? Well, there's been a lot of speculation and a lot of discussion. The absolute etiology or the causation or the mechanism behind this really is not known, but it is recognized that being pregnant is a very great risk factor uh, for depression overall. So, you know, we hear so much in the media, Dr. Bergen, about postpartum depression and baby blues and the differences between those. So what are you calling pregnancy depression? Is there a term for it? Well, uh, pregnancy uh, depression in itself is really a continuum of uh, many different types of uh, symptoms. 
Uh, postpartum blues are uh, probably to be expected, and uh, I would say we see it between, depending on the study you look at, between 40 and 80 percent of our patients overall. The key factor with postpartum depression is usually the complaints, uh, feeling overwhelmed, uh, being teary-eyed, uh, being unable to cope uh, with uh, the changing situation. They usually reach their peak by about the fifth day postpartum, and if these complaints are persistent for over two weeks, and then usually by that time they become involved with more physical-type complaints, then you're dealing more with uh, a minor depressive episode rather than the postpartum blues. So when we're talking about clinical depression and there's medication involved, but pregnant women get terrified to take any kind of medication. So what are some of the treatments available if you do determine that a woman is suffering true depression during her pregnancy? Well, there are numerous uh, methods to uh, manage uh, the patient. One is... uh, uh, pharmacotherapy, as you've outlined, and that would include uh, the antidepressant class, and there's about three or four different uh, classes within that group overall. And uh, basically what we do is that if a woman comes in and she is being treated actively for depression, we do not recommend removing the medication. Uh, there is a lot of low to moderate quality data Uh, that would suggest that possibly the antidepressants can have a negative impact. Uh, But given the fact of the low quality, the management is still to treat the mother, make sure that she's in the best mental health she can be in order to protect the outcome for the baby. And what about things like exercise, that if she was an exerciser before she's pregnant, she can keep going, but as a mode to help with depression can sometimes be limiting for pregnant women, especially as they gain more and more weight? Well, it can be limiting, but we still encourage uh, a woman to be physically active, mainly because of the fact of uh, it does enhance uh, the development of internal endorphins which are really uh, mood-altering and do make us feel better overall. Even those of us who will never be pregnant, going to the gym does exactly help our outlook and our mood overall. And what role does nutrition play if a woman is feeling scared, nervous, depressed, crying, any of these things that we're discussing Are there foods that you recommend to your patients and your women that maybe could help them a little bit? Because they might turn to, you know, alcohol or something to to try and work on their depression, and we don't want them to do that. Yeah, basically there aren't uh, any real uh, uh, dietary uh, managements out there. Basically it's dealing with the person uh, recognizing the fact that uh, she may be Uh, anorectic or uh, has a loss of appetite, and of course we're watching and monitoring uh, her weight. And of course if we detect that she's in a minor depression, we're going to obviously have the patient come back uh, much more frequently than the standard uh, four-week intervals in order to elicit a psychotherapy approach, meaning an interpersonal discussion so that we try to keep the uh, uh, symptoms uh, at, at a minimum. And Dr. Bergen, we don't have much time left, but how do you distinguish between the normal anxiety of being scared of being a new mother and being nervous about having the baby and the, and the, the delivery, the labor, all of these things, and something that would be called clinical? 
Well, uh, there's really two simple questions uh, that you can really ask these patients in order to detect uh, whether or not uh, you're dealing with just the normal pregnancy anxiety or whether indeed these people are uh, at a great risk or are indeed uh, uh, depressed. And uh, the first would be, over the past two weeks, have you felt down, depressed, or hopeless? And the second is, over the past two weeks, have you felt little interest or pleasure in doing things? A positive response to either one of those has a high degree of sensitivity and to a lesser degree specificity that you better look at this patient a little closer. That was a great answer, Dr. Bergen. And just the last minute here, give your best advice for women that are pregnant, that are feeling sad, or someone that they love is starting to notice some of these things about them. Well, the first uh, thing I would say is to uh, try to get past uh, the social stigma of mental health. And that's one of the greatest uh, uh, impasses that we run into is that people may have these feelings, but they're fearful of bringing it out uh, for the uh, simple reason that they may look, be looked upon in a different way. I encourage all patients, and I do talk to them about this, and also point out to the fact that uh, it's not just a pregnant woman, but even a physician who's taking care of them that can have, uh, in my own personal case, a seasonal affective disorder. So I have a sense in terms of what they are experiencing, and uh, basically I encourage them to be open, forthright, and for the most part, I believe that uh, most of the patients I see uh, uh, really can equate uh, to the fact that we're all uh, equal. Beautifully put, Dr. Bergen, and why should women come to Aspirus for their care? Well, I I would say uh, to all women that they ought to seek uh, good quality care, Uh, wherever they may be, and uh, I would have to say, yes, I believe I belong to an organization that uh, provides uh, quality care and who cares about the uh, patients that we treat, that they're not just numbers, but that they are indeed individuals, humans, and uh, that we hope uh, that they all have great pregnancy outcomes. Thank you so much for being with us today. You're listening to Aspirus Health Talk, and for more information, you can go to aspirus.org. That's aspirus.org. This is Melanie Cole. Thanks so much for listening.